Yo, wolves are so soft, they chip their teeth on cotton candy. The wolves are so soft, that instead of calling out, ice, ice, Tibbs should yell, fresh powder. Oh, wolves are so soft, they're replacing Crunch with a Charmin toilet paper bear. Carl Anthony Towns, more like Carl Anthony Down Comforter. Oh! Welcome to episode 38 of Wolf's Cast, the show that is being shopped for a bridge podcast to replace us. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're back again. Same team up, same lineup. Scott, did you know that the wolves are soft? I heard, uh, I was going to make inappropriate uh, soft, hard jokes in the opener, but uh, we're above that. We're too classy. We would never do that. We would never, we would never corroborate what... Tom Thibodeau said on the court. And, you know, uh, if your your mind went there, that's your fault. Yeah. That's, that's, that's inside of you. That's on you. That's on you right there. Uh, thanks for tuning into our show. Thanks for downloading our podcast and listening to it. We appreciate that. We're here for another week of Wolves basketball action. Going break what down a week, week it was. Oh, yeah. What a week. Got some wins. Got some losses to talk about. It's going to be fun. Also, this week... Uh, we have a wonderful sponsor, and uh, we're going to be breaking down our mid-season report card. So we're going to talk about the things we've seen halfway through the season. We have five questions with our good friend Jeff Munichy from the Timberwolves organization. Uh, we'll have weekly Wolfies and a game. It'll be fun. So listen to the whole show, please. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. I you know. I can't promise you anything. No, it's uh, gonna be good. It's gonna be good, Scott. Set the setting. It's a brisk, or it's a very <laughs> a mild night. Actually, it's very. Oh yeah. I went out. I broke my snow shovel today, chipping the ice off my sidewalk. We're out here in the forties, and yeah, it's it is a beautiful thing. I didn't even wear a jacket <laughs> while I was chipping that ice off my sidewalk. It gets too warm. Yeah, it, it really is. A, it's a crazy workout. You don't notice until you're done. And you, you, I hate doing it in the winter because you got to wear the heavy clothes and then sweat inside heavy clothes. Uh, Man, a few things worse than that. But uh, love, loving the weather. It's a uh, Thursday night. This is before the TNT doubleheader game. So yeah, we're recording this and then we're going to watch the game. It's going to be fun. You're listening to this in a world where you know that the Timberwolves blew out the Clippers. But for us, it's still a mystery. It still is a maybe or a maybe not. We're but yeah, watch it afterwards. The, wool, the, uh, the Clippers without Chris Paul. Or Blake Griffin. Hopefully the Wolves can get the win in L.A. We'll see. Uh, there was a trivia question. Oh, I forget. We were talking about athletes. Like I was looking at middle names. And uh, Meg found this internet quiz of, like, can you guess these athletes' real names or whatever? And one of them was Doc. <laughs> and uh, Because of Draymond saying, cool story, Glenn, last year. I knew it was Glenn. <laughs> Glenn is Doc Rivers' real name. It was like a, like a seven dwarf, right? Doc? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Also a There's Doc and Dopey and this is the only Doc. Sneezy. Yeah. What's up, Doc? It's the only one that's not like an E. It's kind of weird. Because <laughs> all of them are like Dopey or Sneezy, Droopy. Yeah. Okay, Scott. Let's Ooh, talk about someone the... didn't turn off their phone. <laughs> Neil. Let's talk about the games from this week. Uh, starting off with uh, last week, Friday, we got the win against Oklahoma City here in Ooh. Minneapolis. Three game winning streak. First yeah. divisional win, first win in our division. Those are good things, uh, <laughs> and it felt good. Mm. Yeah, Man, that's weird good. because like last week we had the win uh, again in the homestand against against Houston, and then Friday, you know, Oklahoma City comes in. Those were two games you probably would have put in your schedules. Like, yeah, the Wolves are gonna have a hard time with this one. I don't know if they're gonna be able to. Get we these. sure did. But they get them both. They get both Houston and Oklahoma City. They didn't even cool. need me in the Target Center to win this one. <laughs> 
But yeah, it was a 96 to 86 win against Oklahoma City. They're pretty, playing pretty well. They're a playoff team. Uh, Russell, obviously, with the triple double streak. You know, he's averaging a triple double anyway. So I think some of the things that surprised me about this game were that I didn't feel like anyone in particular, like we won because Towns went for 50 or something. I just right. feel like everyone did their jobs yep. and they didn't have that lapse where they stopped. It was just they were consistent the whole game. They played with energy the whole game. They didn't have like a f- six minute period in the second or half that just <laughs> got killed us on a run where we weren't doing things right. And uh, man, we just went after the 50 50 balls. Like the game d- depended on it and we won because of it. It's crazy to see yeah. like this contrasted to the very next game where the uh, in Thunder were given like, all this top-notch effort and you're like where's this effort all the time yeah they're playing this game like they need it like it's a you know they need to get out of the playoffs or something this is crazy how much energy they're playing with do you think they were still like feeling that that christmas day beat down oh of course their response i, to the I christmas think day? not only do it were they feeling the christmas day beat down but they're also riding the high of beating the rockets hey first they beat the mavs which okay you know feels good to win sure, yeah. then you beat the rockets and you're like oh man oh. even levine didn't even play for us we beat the rockets <laughs> and now we're good and then, so, came out after the Thunder. Did the Thunder have someone missing? I feel like they had maybe. Um, I can't remember. No, maybe not. Maybe Old it was Depot, a, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah. Either way, um, it was a great win. Yes. Uh, always fun. I, I mean, these two teams play each other well. That's why they were scheduled against each other on Christmas Day. The one yeah. time they didn't play each other particularly well this season. They had a good game. And then, unfortunately, the Wolves followed up on Sunday with a loss at Dallas, mm. 87-98. That was kind of a bummer. What a stinker. That's, a, that's one you blame on the afternoon. But you know, you know mean, what? Where it's like afternoon start, Dallas, 1 p.m. start. Dallas had to play at the same time as we did. You know? <laughs> That's true. And like for, for, the first for, half, for, for the first half, they weren't. It was a very like lazy, sloppy yep. game in the first half. And then Dallas's bench came in and they had enough Ooh. of a spark off the bench that it, it kind of like got them into an early lead and it let their starters kind of warm up in the second half a little bit where we just never, ever caught fire like that. And it's so crazy after seeing that game where we were going after those 50-50 balls like crazy. Yeah. Like we wanted to win. And Good this effort. one was just game. like no effort the yep. worst effort game of the season I would yeah say. maybe I, I, like it was such an effort thing that i just ugh, it made me upset there was a couple good performances cat played well but like man our bench killed us it was the first like turd game from the bench in a while you know like the bench <laughs> yeah. had been good for uh, the new year something finally and then they decided to everyone but the elites that just did not show up to play on that so yeah that's hard i mean games like this are hard because it, it, it's like we said it's it's cool when you beat houston in Oklahoma City, they had a nice three-game run going. And then it, these games that you sort of pencil in as wins, this one, the Sixers game the other week, like when you lose those, it's it, it's sort of very interesting and very puzzling at that moment. But I guess when you lose a game like this, you know, you make up for it with a win like at Oklahoma City or something like that, and it evens out. But yeah, we were you, just you like, gotta have these. We were so playing so bad, Shabazz used an intentional foul that we didn't have. <laughs> That's weird because I thought I heard the. Co- I think it might have been an error on on the coach's side because I could have swore I heard like someone calling for the foul. Mm. I just don't think he makes he he takes that foul without someone calling. It for was it. such a bad foul. Yeah, the bench literally killing us there. Um, well, not literally. They're not murdering <laughs> you and I. Um, but yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, terrible spacing. Uh, there was a terrific Canis article this oh, week Canis uh, about Hoopus, spacing. Yeah. SB Nation blog. And I'll look up uh, the person who wrote it real quick. Well, yeah. But it was really a great article about uh, how tough it is for Towns because of the spacing of his teammates. Gorgie in particular has a lot of 
he clogs up the lane for town so much. He's been doing a really bad job of that this season. So it was just a fascinating uh, read that had lots of good, like, I love it when there's the gifts that show you. you don't oh, to, yeah. I hate it examples. when you have to load the video. Because oh, then it's like, <laughs> but I love it when the gifts are there, you know? Yeah, examples and, and stuff like that. I just thought that was a really good article to sum up, like, some of the problems we're seeing and how, like, some of the stuff that Towns is doing isn't his fault necessarily as much as it is the fault of his teammates, kind of. Yeah, he's being keyed in on, he's getting doubled, and spacing has lots to do with that. You got to gotta have guys who can knock down shots on the perimeter to make them pay for coming on and doubling down on, on towns and stuff and all right and so that uh canis article was written by dane moore and his shout to dane. his twitter handle super jealous of this always is at nikola pekovic oh i know that he yep. got he got, That's funny. He got that twitter handle um, so go read that everybody and that was really a big you know, noticeable difference between us and Dallas is that we ne- just had no spacing in this game yeah. at all. And then they could just seemingly were running through open lanes, you know, and dunking. And like, we weren't even, like, contesting at all. That's why I was such like, can you guys just, like, give an effort a little bit here? Because people are, like, running through these lanes right now and dunking and nobody's stepping up to them. Like, have a little bit of pride here. After losing Sunday in Dallas, Wolves stayed in Texas and uh, faced off against the San Antonio Spurs on Tuesday and uh, unfortunately also lost that game 114 to 122 looked good for most of the game good three quarters um well, pretty good game uh, this is a for good that game part. to tape i was happy i have it on dvr you recorded it even though i accidentally spoiled myself because uh, uh, i was being a dummy bummer, um, bummer. but yeah, it's facebook and they get that little sidebar i gotta take that sidebar if that's what i always spoiled for myself yep. accidentally but anyways um i had i'm glad i had the dvr this time because there's so many free throws we lived at the line in the uh-huh. first half and then we didn't get oh. to the line at all in the second half. But, like, Ricky shot 10 free throws in the first quarter. <laughs> and, like, that was crazy. The free throws in that game. I mean, what did the Wolves have? I mean, they had, okay, so the Wolves were 29 of 30 in the first half compared to San Antonio 17 of 22. Wow. A call almost every time down the court. Oh, foul. Yeah. Foul, foul, foul. Tweet, uh, foul. <laughs> man, those are, and those are always so much that fun to watch weird. those games. But Yeah, that was weird to see that. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's what kind of kept us in it. That kept us going. Wolves were up a little bit at half, I believe. And, uh, yeah, I think San Antonio kind of just really didn't play very well in the first half and the first three quarters, missing lots of layups, lots of turnovers for them early on. And then, yeah, the, the turnovers are what ultimately killed the Wolves. But uh, I don't know. I think something it was still, about San Antonio okay that uh, just is like night and day comparison with where the Wolves are at right now. They played eleven players, I think, in this game. Oh yeah, they have such a deep bench, and everyone who comes in was contributing. Every person who came in like played a role. Yeah, that Deadman, was positive. Deadman, Deadman came in, had Simmons. a huge impact. Uh, I don't know the red hair guy. I can't. I can't. Who he play for? I can't name him. He's like European or something. You know, uh, yeah. he's the new Matt Bonner as far as the red oh, hair, yeah. as far as the red hair goes. Um, but yeah, they have a lot. I mean, their bench. I mean, very different even from last year. Um, you know, in the last couple of years, they got a bunch of new guys. Pop puts them out there. You know, <laughs> they're playing. You know, Pop only did that because he knows the Timberwolves are too young and stupid to read the scouting report that deep. So you know, they're not doing the scouting report yeah, for the three string guys, seven. and so yeah. he just put them out there and create that chaos. But it's just a huge example. It's like on a good night, we have seven players playing well, and like yeah. the Spurs had eleven playing well in that game, and it's just like shows you. To be a really good team in this league, you're also going to need the depth, you know, that we just don't have. So building a team is about finding stars. But now comes also the next part, which is we got to find the depth. And those are, you know, things a good organization like the Spurs always seem to sniff out no matter how low their draft pick is. Watching this game, um, I was listening to the in arena music because AT&T Center, you know, they usually, I feel like the Spurs, you know, they get like the white guy, like rock and roll, like like rockabilly music going in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Sort of interesting. But they also have a lot of like really cool like 
beats. And then something else I noticed, they have to be the only other arena in the league that plays When Doves Cry by Prince. I heard it. Wow. They played it. I was like, whoa, I thought, we had the, I thought we had the lockdown on When Doves Cry. But no, they do. Well, they got at, it too. At least uh, <laughs> we're, we model ourselves after the Spurs in one good way. Uh, yeah. At least there's one similarity between our yeah. two teams. Um, I want to say that this could be, you know, I could say this anytime, but <laughs> yeah. those gold patches on jerseys. On the back of the neck. Oh, my God. I want one so bad. It's such a great, great jersey I thing. Win a title. You got to wait. You got to wait for a couple of years and, and the Wolves so, win a title. And I saw it like when we played the Mavs and I was like, oh, yeah, they got oh, one yeah. and now they can wear it forever. 2011. Or sometimes you see on like the Sixers and you're like, oh, yeah, they were good in the Sixers. <laughs> you know? It's great. It just is such a badge then, of honor. And then who you look at ours. Just earlier great. in the season who was like, they, they shouldn't have had one. Was it OKC? No, it was the, the Sonics like title. Who was it? It was uh, someone has one. Was it the Canes? Like, they Sacramento, have maybe they or something. <laughs> yeah, it was a team that was like pulling some way back their history. I'll remember. It was, so. I think it was a situation where it was a team that had moved. Yeah, and it was like their old franchise, kind of like the Minneapolis Lakers. Maybe it was the L.A. or something like that. They have like times ten. But yeah, it was, whatever. So the Nuggets, maybe I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. All right, and get back to you on that. Also, I love uh, you know Zach's alley oop dunk. Oh, beautiful you from know, Belly. You know the one, yeah, from Belly. Uh, I love it when the opposing arena goes, oh, like when they, you know, when they get yeah, up for like the opposing team. Yeah, you know, hit with like, oh, can help yourself. That's All great. Right. Scott, we need to talk about our midseason report card. Uh, we report are cards. the halfway, <laughs> we're the halfway point of the season right now. Uh, I think the Wolves will play like 39 games or something like that. No, I think we're on like 42. We're over 40? Okay, think, we're over 40. I think 42 is San Antonio, actually. Okay. So I think 43 okay. is coming up. Well, it is time to talk about what we've seen halfway through the season so far, we gave out letter grades to um, six different, uh, you know, six different things that we've seen this season. Um, and we're going to run through all of them and tell you about what we think of this season so far. All um, right. First up. First up. Go ahead. Can I get <laughs> Knock, knock, knock. Okay. Knock, knock, Thank God knock, you have a knock. deaf dog. Can't I can't hear me. It. Yeah. No. Dog uh, can't hear. Health. We get an A. Remarkably healthy. An A uh, for health. You know, uh, now that we can we can you say that happily now that Zach's back from that hip contusion, so we don't have to be worried that we're jinxing him. Yeah, like one game? You missed one game? Two games. Two games. Two games. And we won them both. Oh, but, drama. Uh, besides like Rubio missing a little time at the beginning of the season, we haven't had any catastrophic injuries. <laughs> uh, not to the main cast and not to the sporting cast very much either. Yeah. So um, I was just, and once again, I'm going to jinx. I mean, Russell Westbrook is going to blow his Achilles after I say this, but when Rudy Gay went down for the season, it made me realize that we haven't had any like superstar players go down for the season so far. I mean, Blake has been out for a few months and yep. Chris Paul is going to be weeks. out for another two weeks or another eight weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, man, the NBA has been lucky. There hasn't been any like Paul George breaking his leg and missing a year kind of yeah. shenanigans. So yeah, the uh, Wolves starting five has played the most minutes to Together, of any starting five in the NBA, they have four players in the top ten in minutes played this year. So Tibbs has played his bench the least minutes. In the yeah, league yeah. Anyone, so. so the Wolves, hey, I mean, uh, you know, hey, they're not winning games, but uh, we're getting some, we're getting some data, we're getting some, uh, we're getting that sample size up. Shout out no, to the Mayo a, Clinic. Yeah, it's hey, there you go. They're keeping our guys healthy. healthy. Yeah, we got some trainers. We got some, uh, we got some people in the health department that are hooking us up. So yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean Thibodeau believes has always believed that playing a lot of minutes isn't the cause of injury; it's other stuff. So uh, yep. you know, it's so far so good. Maybe we'll speak differently once these guys are worn out in April or something. But uh, been so, digging the health so far. That's the best thing that's happened so far in this season, which is kind of a backhanded compliment, I think, because it's nothing that the team has really done. That's it's very just. 
I think it is something uh, the team has done. It's yeah. no coincidence. These yeah. guys are making good they're, choices. They're eating right and they're stretching. Tibbs sat Levine two games when he, he needed to. Him. He yeah. sat Ricky some he games when Ricky needed to. So at the very least, he's not out there making guys play through injuries or anything. So. All right. So an A for health. Moving on. We're going to give a B to Tom Thibodeau's patience. Mm, similar aspect in the way that like he hasn't rushed guys through their injuries. Yeah, this is something that I think kind of contributed to a lot of preseason hype is that like Tibbs is going to go for it. He's going to try to win every game. He's going to do whatever it takes to get this record going. But he's going to nah. sign all of his ex-Chicago he's sign all his old guys. Noah and Dane on our team. Yeah, he's going to bench the young guys. No, he has, he has uh, prioritized development and playing the youth movement over the win-loss record. And, you know, I guess when you look at the record, we're going to get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, it might be a bad thing. But uh, we're going to give a B to the fact that he's got patience. Because, hey, it's a five-year deal. I know it's hard because as Wolves fans, we've been through this 12 years of not being in the playoffs. And we're like, come on, let's make the playoffs already. But Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden don't care about that. They just right. got here. It's a clean slate for them. I they think- don't care. They're fine with that. They're fine with they got their starting over deal. right now. They got a five-year deal. They're good. And to do it right, you've got to figure out what you have first. And this is a year yeah. of Thibodeau figuring out what he has. Yep. And he's being patient. He's not. He's not. Uh, he wants to see what he has with these guys. He's, this is a taste of. This is a case of like, uh, what is it when you get what you ask for and it's not what you <laughs> wanted? Because it's like we were like, please, Tibbs. I'm happy Tibbs is the coach, but please, Tibbs, don't try to like shortchange this process. And then right. he's like, oh, you guys have no idea how in for this <laughs> process you, you guys are. Don't so now, worry. now we're kind of like, come on, Tibbs, why don't you yeah. just trade Ricky? Just give us something. Trade Levine. Trade Wiggins. You know. But yeah. it's like, calm down. You know, it stinks that it's going to take, you know, maybe an extra year now. Yes. But if the this is really, truly the best path for the big three to become, or the, we should call them the little three, to become the big three. Someone you know, call them the, uh, what's someone call them? The young three. The young I like three, that one. Yeah. Because big three, I get it. It's like, yeah, okay, the three best players. No, the young three. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> and so um, it's about that core going forward. And uh, as much as I would want to go to, you know, a game and the sun where i can wear a t-shirt in june you know <laughs> may playoff game uh it's just not in the cards this year yeah but thanks tibbs for doing what's right yeah take your hopefully time. I, it's gonna be all right i still trust he knows what he's doing i <laughs> trust in tibbs we trust because sometimes fine. you see these guys fail time after time in similar ways and you're like wouldn't they be learning more if they were watching the vets do it for them and it's like no we're not gonna have ricky put you in a good position at the end of the game wiggins we're gonna have you have the ball in your hands you're gonna do it you're gonna shoot your way out of this game or you know so it's just the growing process it stinks because we've seen that for the last two years yeah but uh we you know standing here today it's probably a good thing for zach levine's development that he played point guard for so long so um next up on our letter grades we got a c that's for working on down. We're working down here. Working. Everything's going to get worse. Oh, started we're getting good. worse here. Yeah, we started with health. We're the opposite of the Timberwolves season where it started bad and yeah. it's been getting better. Um, baby steps for the un three. Okay. You know, we got, uh, we all expected it to be a, a huge leap forward for these guys this year. Yeah. Um, but in fact, their development has taken small baby steps. Uh, sometimes people have failed and like they move backwards a little bit. But I think they're all a step forward of where they were in previous years. After a very slow start, Towns is doing very Carl Anthony Towns things again. It's yeah. A little, a little tough. The first month, you're like watching Boogie go off and watching a- and AD go off. And you're like, where's my, where's my all-star where's my going cat? off? You where's know? my cat? 
And it just took him a little bit. It took him a new system. You know, things aren't running like they were yeah. with uh, Mitchell. And Towns just took a little longer to have developed. There's a lot of things that go into that. Maybe Towns was overestimating himself a little bit after yep, all the yep, hype he yep. got in the offseason. But he's back to doing his thing. Um, right now, those three-pointers haven't been dropping like we want to. But he's been taking a much higher percentage of his shots are coming from out of th- the three-point range and no longer in the lawn twos. So his shot selection has definitely improved. And so I do think uh, Towns has made some progress, and um, but you can't deny you were hoping that like Wiggins was. Uh, we were predicting these guys going to be in an All Star game, and they aren't playing like All Stars yet. You know? Yeah, Levine has been the one who's really taken the taken the step forward this year as far as year to year development goes. He's been he's been a lot better as far as his three point shooting goes, his finishing. Um, you know, he's second in the league in minutes, I think, still. So he's playing a lot out there. We really see the development from him a little bit more than Towns and Wiggins goes. But Wiggins is dribbling is better. Every, yep. That's going to be better every year we see Handles him. But he, better. He's, he is, he's a lot more comfortable just dribbling it around. Like, especially yeah. like, you know, things get tight at the end of the fourth quarter, but we let Wiggins usually have it in half court at the end of the half. You yep. know, we let him dri- dribble the clock out and stuff. Yeah, last and in those shot. situations, he just dribbles around like four guys and gets like a really <laughs> easy shot. And so it's just like, oh, he's a lot more comfortable now. And his jump shot has improved, especially his lawn twos. He, no one else takes like... I've written before that like Towns takes dumb shots like Wiggins does, but Wiggins can actually make his dumb shots. You know, like Wiggins will take so many like when he gets in the post up and if he can't turn to his right, he loves to go left and take that fade away like long two jump shot. But he's so good at making it. You know, it's just a shot. He He can rise up and shoot it over you. you And so he's he's, he's so big. He's even better from the two within the arc. And uh, while he's not as hot as he was from beyond the arc to start the season, he's still remarkably better from shooting. So. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I think, you know, Towns, he's come on a little bit. I think he was trying to do too much early on, jacking up threes, you know, wild threes with right. pump fakes and jab steps and stuff. I think he, he just kind of got full of himself a little bit, being anointed the guy. And he is the guy, but he needs to understand a little bit more about the nuance of what that means. It's not about going hard all the time and, and crashing all the time. And, and you know, you're not going to you're not going to have 30 and 20 every single night like he just needs to, you know, it's it's totally a youth thing. It's about being your second season and having a great rookie year. I think there's something that Embiid is going to come up against next year, you know, or after you have a solid rookie season. Everyone what game comes plans next? for you. You're yes. now the focus of the it's, scouting report. Exactly. You know? What comes next? And for Towns, he's he's had to take his medicine over the last two months. Yeah, and this is this year we've seen. Every time he touches it, now he gets doubled immediately. Yeah. And it's been iffy. Uh, he's gotten a lot better, and he, he, there's some games where he immediately passes out of it, and then some games where he holds on to it for an extra second or two, and then he, it's really hard for him to pass out of it. He tries something too fancy. You know? we, we have to move on from these three guys, but I think what it all comes down to is all three of them still looking good, still looking promising. There might be some overlap issues that we'll have to deal with in the future, but their growth is steady and consistent, but it's not as as fast as we imagined it to be. It's not as like, you know, boom, into the playoffs, boom, into these guys are leaders now. Right. No, they're still 21. The um. youth. Well, that brings us to the next thing, huh? We're going down to letter grades. Down what's to D. What does the letter D stand for, Neil? Down to D. D stands for defense. Defensive ineptitude, more Ooh. like it. Our defense has not been what we would expect from a, a, a Tibbs team. No, outside, I think, right? yeah, this was definitely the thing, I think, with Thibodeau coming in. Most people thought, oh, we're going to shore up the worst defense in the league. We're going to be top 10 in the league as far as defense goes. But it's not the case at all. <laughs> These guys are still terrible at defense. They've improved. 
a little bit as the season has gone on. Uh, recently, they're up to 23rd in the league in defensive efficiency, down from uh, or defensive rating, down from 30th and 29th. But and especially still a this, long pa- way to this go. past month, they've been playing some above-average defense for a lot of games, and I've been appreciating that. Been good, yeah. So maybe it just takes some time to get together. But I mean, uh, I think that what surprised me was it's not just like a defensive scheme. Like Tibbs can bring in the right scheme, and these guys can follow that. But like they don't have the fundamentals of defense down right. in the sense that like how many times have we seen Towns not be in a defensive stance when his guy catches it? You know. Or like same with yeah, Wiggins, upright. and so it's just like these guys aren't in the right stance to defend. There's, there's some really basic defensive principles yep. that they still haven't wrapped their mind around entirely. So that has been discouraging a little bit. But um, I think even Tibbs would say he's surprised at how slow he's had to go on that. But if they're getting it, you know, slowly, but you can see progress. Um, one thing I think that we could improve with defense is uh, just being a little more aggressive. We're very soft, as Tom Thibodeau pointed out this week, <laughs> and I think some of that is like we were talking about. Uh, earlier this year on the pod, how many games has Wiggins actually had? You know, five thousand, and someone found that for us, and it was like nine. You know, in his career, and <laughs> A so couple. yeah, it wasn't many. And, and so what I'm saying, and that ties into some stuff in the sense that like Wiggins and Levine play the most minutes in the league. Yeah, but you can't play the most minutes if you're having foul trouble or if you're getting thrown right. out of the games. Yeah, and so some of me thinks that like Wiggins might see like fouls as a threat to his minutes and if you cut his minutes you cut his numbers and these young guys get paid on their numbers true true like that's the one thing that i think like maybe this will be better after all-star break is that like you're eligible for bigger extensions if you made several all-star teams before your contract goes up right and so like there is a financial incentives for these people to hunt for their numbers to stay want to stay in to get buckets and i think uh sometimes the team like these young guys you do see them gun for their own stats a little bit even above what's good for the team and so like maybe wiggins isn't fouling because he knows he doesn't want to get taken out lose his chance again an all-star ticket lose his chance of big money down the road well they got fouls to give or not you got to be aggressive like we saw it from steven adams and i've talked about the grizzlies this way before where like they do stuff and don't get called for fouls because they're so much they get into so much trouble they have a reputation for being tough and so if they're doing stuff that if Wiggins did then Wiggins would get called for a foul and so you got to build that reputation for being a tough guy by being tough all right tips is right we got too soft to need to improve that defense here in the second half I think they will I think they'll make it up to maybe 15th or so in the league be be average um by the end of the season uh okay on to our F uh, we're giving an F to the delusions of grandeur that happened preseason. Um, this we're, was we from, were guilty of it, yeah, as, a little bit. This was mostly we from, weren't as guilty as others, but we were more guilty than others. Yes, so, this was know. from Wolves fans and media. I think they had outsized expectations of what this team could be. We were all getting ahead of ourselves a little bit too much. Again, the Tom Thibodeau hire. I think that was a big boost more than anything else, even more than the roster. I think the Tom Thibodeau effect was in place here, thinking that, he, hey, he's never had a losing team. Right. He's always made the playoffs. He at least wins 45 games or whatever. Like, this is happening right now, and it's not the case. And we were all kind of duped a little bit by that. Tibbs reminds me of when we had Adelman on the team. Yeah. Where, like, before games, when they show his coaching record, you just yeah. see that Whoa. you see that percentage dip every night. Like <laughs> every game he plays with the Timberwolves, that yeah. percentage goes down further and further. I'm like, oh, he doesn't no. care. I guess he doesn't care about having a uh, 600, you know, coaching record, or you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Tibbs is doing what he thinks he needs to do to get us good, and I think like a lot of Wolves fans. I thought we had got through the process of acquiring players and getting the coach and getting the team, but that's only the start of the process. You develop you know? your guys. The next you stage of the, the process is yeah, teaching them how to be NBA players. Get the system in place. All that stuff takes Finding time. Finding the right role players to put around them. 
Yes. Whew. So yeah. So it's a it's a different team than uh, fans thought and stuff, but that's okay. We're moving forward. Okay. It's more of our problem than their problem. Lastly, well, it was we, our fault. Lastly, we have an I, an incomplete, and uh, we give an I to the Target Center renovations. They're still they're still fixing it. Very incomplete. It's you know? still, you never knowing that where still, which door I should walk they're still, in. They're still know? fixing stuff. They're still adding things. They're still uh, just this week. There's uh, you know news that the Wolves are. Putting in, Glenn Taylor is going to put in an extra uh, couple million for uh, new Skyway, new seats. Target Center is going to have entirely new seating. And Every seat is being replaced. Here's a shocking concept for a sports arena: free Wi-Fi. Hey. Oh, I didn't say. I guess I haven't heard that it's going to be free. It's free, yeah. But Wi-Fi is yeah. coming. You know, which has <laughs> something that Target, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something that Target Field put in. You know, in 2011, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, although it didn't work in 2011, they had to pay for upgrades for it to work in 2012. All right, but, that's yeah, our uh, mid-season report card right there for you guys. That's what we think uh, happened. <laughs> that's right. Those are the A through F through I uh, stuff from the first half of the season. Um, we have five questions with Jeff Munich coming up. But first, we have to get to our sponsor. That's right, everybody. Putting food on our family's tables. It's our sponsor every single week. This week, they're literally putting food on our family's tables because they actually are paying us in food. It Yum. is our boys at General Mills. They saw what was happening down in San Antonio. Tim Duncan has his own cereal. Tim Duncan has a new cereal called Slam Duncan O's. It is an ode to his retirement, to all his achievements. It's a real cereal. Um, their commercials and stuff like that. It's uh, I don't know. Super fun. I'm just guessing from his personality if they're modeled after him that they're like multi grain, just brand nuts or something. You know, just something like <laughs> really, really plain yeah. and healthy for you. You know, yeah. or, or maybe like what's a like what's that uh, crack and oat brand or yeah, crackling oat brand. There's some cereals that are healthy but also still really good. So that, <laughs> that would be my Tim Duncan one, something boring and like that. But we got an even better one up here. You know, we got General Mills in the state, yeah. in the neighborhood, yeah, yeah. and so they're not gonna let this challenge go un, you know, unmet. Yes. So this season, the Timberwolves are promoting their new cereal, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's right. You might have guessed it already. This is our crunch, Timberwolves Crunch. Your favorite mascot, Wolf. He's, he's right there on the box. He's got his own cereal. He's yeah. got, you know, the shapes of the crunch head right. in, now, in the cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is very much like the classic version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You know, you get that delicious cinnamon swirl taste with every single bite you get the most amazing milk that you've probably ever tasted in your life when you're eating this cereal but what's different is instead of little squares little wolf heads Mm -hmm. you know little shapes that have to do with crunch the mascot even you're hearing about it here but you've probably seen the tv commercials with crunch going up for a dunk and then dunking the cereal into a kid's mouth yes of course the kid's wide open mouth and he dunks a whole bowl right in or maybe you've seen the one where he's got the t-shirt cannon (laughs) or the gatling gun where it's just ripping up i love that it's all the cereal i love shot out i love that happy kid's mouth so Crunch has his own cereal now. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's the best cereal in the market combined with the best Timberwolf or the best mascot in the game. That's right. He's a classic mascot. He's been around for a long, long time. He does some of the best tricks in the league. He's always sledding down those Target Center stairs. Yeah, he he's really incredible and he really deserves his own cereal. So you got to go to your favorite grocery store, Cub Foods, whatever it is. Check out the cereal aisle. Look for Cinnamon Toast Crunch in the cereal aisle now, you guys. If you're in Texas, it's the Slam Dunkin'O's. We hear in Minnesota, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, shit. This could have been our Target Center food review, too, because we <laughs> love this food. 
Let's review it. All right, well, it's tasty, it's sugary, and the milk at the end tastes like a wolf. It's amazing. All right, everybody, that's our sponsor. Uh, Go to your local grocery store, get that, and remember, slam dunk them into your mouth. (laughs) Up next, five questions with Jeff Munichie. All right, welcome back to the show. It is five questions with Jeff Munichie. He is here with me right now. I'm in his office. You have a lovely office, Jeff. This is great. You got you gave me the tour of the, of the new digs. Well, they're sort of new. They, you've been around for a year and a half now over here. Year and yeah. a half. You can check out all my trinkets here, up here wow. on my top shelf, as you can see. So for for the listeners, I have all I, all kinds of bobbleheads. A Rory McIlroy signed shoe. Uh, a team, a couple of teams I coached where my son played college golf. But to add the Tom Thibodeau mullet pin to my collection. For, uh, brought to you by Wolves Cast. Could not be more ecstatic. Well, thank you for the plug. That is very nice of you to say those things. Thank you for being on the show. We have five questions for Jeff today. Um, uh, Jeff uh, is, uh, he's been, he's, you're the longest tenured member of the Wolves organization, right? That has to be it. You've been on the team for 28 years, right? Isn't that crazy? That's 28 a long and a half time. years. Yeah. <laughs> some people would say I'm nuts, but I've loved every se- single second now, of it. Now, Jim Suhan has dubbed you the VP of happiness. <laughs> but what is your actual, what is your actual title these days? The actual title is vice president of fan experience. And then I also oversee yeah. our basketball academy. Wow. So right there. So, yeah, so Jeff, um, you've definitely seen him at Wolves games, Lynx games, if you've been. Um, he's out there making sure everyone's having a good time, making sure everybody's comfortable, talking talking hoops, uh, talking high school hoops, talking college hoops, any kind of hoops. Uh, Jeff loves it, and he's always around making sure that everyone's having a good time, and he does a great job with it. Well, so thank you. we're going to talk to him today. That. we got five questions. Jeff, we're going to start with something that is um, currently happening at Target Center. Um, the renovation. It's been happening for a while now. It's been delayed. It's been started. It's Now it's been added onto. There are, this week there's been some announcements of some, some additional um, amenities that will be happening. Um, but Mr. Munich, what, 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 what element of the Target Center renovation um, are you most excited about for the fans' experience? Um, maybe it's something that's already been implemented or something that's coming soon. Yeah, great question. Obviously, some of the stuff we've already seen, the big, huge scoreboard. You know, so, so just from the standpoint of, of visual, it used to sit over the top of the center circle. Well, now we go from three-point line to three-point line. That <laughs> thing is a monster. And, That's you know, great. sometimes it's even hard to watch the game because you get so transfixed watching the board. But um, it, it is kind of one of those game changers. Obviously, that's a big part of the experience. On the premium level, the premium level is more or less done at this point. Uh, some of our club spaces are yet to happen. Okay. And then what's going to happen is as soon as the Timberwolves season is done, whenever that date would be, hopefully we're sneaking in the playoff yeah, picture. But May. Whenever, whenever <laughs> that date is, um, I, like, I like your th- yeah. uh, line of thinking. Um, whenever it's done, we'll close down for five and a half months okay. and we'll get after all the renovations. So probably what I'm most excited about is new seats oh. and our food story, which are the two things I probably hear most from our season ticket members. Yeah. The new seats, that is um, something that is, uh, like I mentioned, is added on, something that we didn't see coming that the team announced this week. Uh, what, what's the, just, just new comfort? What's, what's going to be happening with the new seats? What can you share with us about what that, what that might be? Well, the biggest thing is those seats are 13 years old now. <laughs> oh, you wow. Know? So those replaced uh, before the 0304 season. And within, with a building that's the sixth busiest building in the country right mm. now, 200-plus events per year, wow. it just they just get weathered. They get beat up a little bit. You <laughs> yeah. get the state tournaments for the kids jumping in the seats. You get country <laughs> shows. You got family shows. You got the Wolves games, Lynx games. So it's just wear and tear. And so they're 13 years old. We're due. Couldn't, couldn't be more excited for these new seats for our fans. Super excited for those new seats as well. Okay, next question. Question number two. What's the hardest thing about appeasing the fans of a team with the longest playoff 
drought in the league. I think it's 12 years. Um, hopefully it gets broken here at the end of the season. But what's that, that must be so difficult because, you know, that's kind of the thing that a lot of fans latch on to is that that's sort of like the marker of success is like, can you make the playoffs? Can you be in the top half of the league? That hasn't happened for the Wolves in a long time. Lots of new regimes, lots of new restarts. That must be so hard. You're always super positive. But what's like the hardest thing about dealing with fans who are like, when is this going to happen? Yeah, great question. You know, and we've we've had a lot of start and stops. Yep. You know, and unfortunately, it's been 12 years since we've been in the postseason. We always say when the team wins, hot dogs taste better, beer gets colder. <laughs> That's just fact. But in the end run, you know, we look at it from the business side of things is we can't control what happens on the floor. We obviously have opinions, as do our fans. So we just try to maintain even keel. Treat people like gold, like they're the most important person in the room. Create incredible membership opportunities and platforms, and hopefully good things happen here this year. Awesome. Um, Okay, so this is something that I know about you from following you on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, is that you really like Metallica. Favorite band of all time. Favorite band of all time. And I learned on the Jim Suhan podcast that you did with him last year that you've seen Metallica 10 times live. We're going to add to that. We're going to add 11th. I saw my 11th time at U.S. Bank Stadium here with the Ven Sevenfold. Okay, so that was 11. That was 11. Okay, so which, um, thinking back over all the Metallica shows you've seen, which one was your favorite? And also, which Timberwolves player, past or present, would you like to take to a Metallica show to enjoy the rock with you? (laughs) Awesome question. And we we got our band of American. Very meddlers, as we call them, or headbangers here in the office. We have a group of about 15, but my favorite show of all time was Lacrosse on the Justice for All Tour. I actually got uh, tickets inside their pit. So we're actually on stage. 25 fans got to be on stage with Metallica, looking out at the crowd, exactly what they saw. We're behind the curtain. We're exchanging high fives. We're getting drum pick or drumsticks yeah. picks. It was amazing. What year was this? So Justice for All Tour, that's got to be 1993 or four. So you're you're not seen on stage. You're behind some sort of curtain. Can you? Is it like a you, like you a scrim totally or something where you can like? So are, imagine are you like dancing this. or what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> well, we weren't dancing. We were headbanging. Yeah. We, we were headbanging for Metallica. But uh, so imagine uh, a stage the shape of a baseball diamond. Okay. So there's a pit. Uh, with 25 people that could fit on top of the stage. Oh. And so we were basically out looking at exactly what the band's looking at. So we're behind the curtain. When that curtain went down, you feel the blast of energy coming our way. It was phenomenal. Now, is this just like a VIP experience, or did you have to like enter a raffle? How did you get chosen for such a thing? It was a VIP experience. Wow. I got extremely lucky that the Electra <laughs> uh, label rep oh. lived here in Minneapolis, and Electra used to have Metallica. Okay. So we had good connections. You it, was yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. So we got to meet all the band and hang out with those guys for a little bit too so that's fun nice okay so then what what Wolves player you know have you been to a Metallica show with a Wolves player or who would you imagine would enjoy themselves at the show well I'll answer it two ways Dean Cooper one of our former coaches he is also one of our uh, merry meddlers and headbangers as we talked about I saw uh, quite a few shows with him nice but from a player standpoint Probably gonna probably gonna go the way of Fred Hoiberg. Uh, he's got a little metal in him. Um, Luke Ridnour. I'd have to ask the question because we had a common, we had a we had a kindred spirit that we both like to wakeboard, we like to wake surf, we like to water ski. So I'm thinking, basically being out in the water, perhaps he's a headbanger. I okay. never asked him. Yeah. Man, I got to go with the custodian, Brian Cardinal. All right. The, I, I, I think the custodian, he might have been a headbanger. Once again, didn't ask him, but I'm thinking he'd probably be the guy I'd pick. Produce finest right there. <laughs> right. Brian Cardinal. The custodian. That's awesome. Uh, okay, Metallica. I've never seen Metallica. I, I got to see him sometime. I would, like see to see, him. I would like to see him. Unbelievable show. 11 oh. times. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. Um, okay, so um, Jeff, you are sort of known for your stories. Like I said, you've been around the team 
longer than almost anybody and you have lots of stories you're involved with fans with the team with helping out basically wherever you can so you know a lot you you have lots of things to say i think you should write a book someday someday you you should you would um but what's your favorite timberwolves like unconfirmed rumor or tall tale that you believe is actually true you know this is something i thought about again listening to the suhan thing you're talking about the the break dancer who uh who you guys fired put the curse put the curse on the team and i was like whoa that's kind of like a you know that's an interesting thing when there's anything else like that that maybe you know you think is like oh no i I actually believe this (laughs) well i'm gonna i'm gonna basically firm up a rumor okay and so uh for for several years actually many years there's always been the rumor floating around that christian Leitner went inside the locker room and went one by one down the row calling each of the players Chuck Person, Michael Williams, etc., etc. Loser, 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 pointed at himself winner. <laughs> so as I've got to know Christian and he's came back and done some appearances for us, I had to ask him. So I said, Christian, I said, I just have to ask you, is the rumor true? Did you do this? Did you say it? And he goes, well, I'd like to say that's not true, but perhaps it is Maybe they're just at their lockers. Maybe they're there. Maybe they weren't. But I probably did it. So he did it. He confirmed it. He wow! Confirmed it. It's it's official now. It's official. You set the record straight. That's cool. That, I mean, that happened so long ago that that's something that can come out now. It's like, all right, yeah, I and, did that. And, and, and Christians came back and done a couple appearances for us, which have been phenomenal. A couple a couple events with their season ticket members. A couple events for camps and clinics. And he's just done a great job. But as as we've uh, really had a chance to interact. I've gotten more bold in asking him about some of the questions <laughs> and rumors. So, so now I just ask him. He's become a friend. Yeah, why not? You can just, he can he can spill beans. It's all right. It's not that controversial. I mean, it's just locker room stuff. It's you know, not that drama, you know. And I told him it's his chapters for the book. When yeah. we write that book, it's going to be a chapter. <laughs> he gets one. All right, cool. Uh, last question here. Um, you used to play pickup with Kirby Puckett and Tom Kelly. Is that true? That is true. Down in the Metrodome. Okay. And so that first year in the Metrodome, uh, we'd take the whole staff down and we'd be getting all our stuff ready to go and we'd just have a little bit of time to kill. So we'd take our lunch break and play a little hoops. And so Kirby would play, TK would play. It was great along with our staff. So it was a lot of fun. And okay, so can you tell me a little bit about their game? Like what kind of game did Kirby have? What kind of game did Tom Kelly, you know, were they post players? with the shooters look what, what did they bring to the court what do you remember from the type of skills they have and what you could count on when one of those guys was on your team yeah, awesome question you know so so i suppose there's just body types too so with kirby you're going to go kind of john bagley <laughs> nate robinson type player uh kirby had huge hops uh good mid-range game like to go out to the three-point line I, I can say he probably wasn't as accurate from the three-point line but like to shoot Got him up, up. <laughs> uh, but uh you know really great athlete of course and he loved to play basketball tk was as you can imagine very methodical kind of a gail goodrich type you know he's going to set the hard screen he's going to make sure that's a good pick um move the ball in the right direction, make that extra pass, uh, be kind of the coach on the floor. Uh, he always had a lot to say, but what was really fun is he just loved playing as well, and he's just great to our staff. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, that's so, so many stories. I mean, like going back to the stories again, all the Metrodome stuff is fascinating to me because it's so rare, I think. I mean, nowadays it would never happen that a team would start their, you know, start their franchise in a stadium rather than an arena, like a huge, enormous building. And that's how the team obviously set the the all-time NBA attendance record, over a million fans over the course of one season. But it's, it's just crazy. such an anomaly to me that something like that would happen where you play in the Metrodome. <laughs> it was like as you entered in the office today, showed yeah. you the picture, you know, yeah. and that year we, we had a million, 72,000 people come through the gates. It was amazing. 49,000, 45,000, 36,000. It was a crazy year. Well, I think all those people are going to be coming back to the Wolves 
here in the next couple months and then over the next couple of years with a new era of Tom Thibodeau and Carl Anthony Towns. I think, I think we're, we're going to see that uptick back. <laughs> you know, and I just say thank, thanks to the fans for all your patience, you know, including yourself. It's yeah. It's been a little bit of a run. Yeah. You know, like like we said, it's been 12 years. Don't tell anybody. But uh, <laughs> I think good days are coming. And, uh, you know, we're right on the cusp of something really great here. And you got three young stars. In fact, I was talking to Coach Patino here the other day, and I said, you know, what would you do with our guys? And yeah. he said, well, you got to remember, these guys would be juniors and seniors for me. And the advantage in college is a freshman becomes a sophomore. In the pros, a guy comes in, you want that immediate reaction. You want them to you know, perform right away. And, and unfortunately, we have to have patience again a little bit. But it's coming. Good days are coming. Love it. Uh, Jeff, thank you for joining me for five questions with. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you online, Twitter, and stuff like that, or connect with you because uh, you're, you're wonderful to the fans? Yeah, you know, and I love to connect. The relationship pieces are the, the funnest part of the job for me. I'm all over all the social media areas. It's under Minnesota Mune, okay. Minnesota spelled out M-U-N-N. That's an Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, name them all. You can find me there, and I'll, I'll respond to you every time. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the pin, too. Absolutely. It's good stuff. Go Wolves. Thank you, Jeff, for joining us on the show. And right now, time to get into our weekly Wolfies. Ooh. Presenting your weekly Wolfies. Uh, you know what time it is. It's our, time for Wolfies. Our shout out award section. Very prestigious <laughs> award. Everybody gets a Wolfie mailed to them. Yes. In the snail mail. Physical stuff happening, you guys. Weekly it's like Wolfies. one of those candy grams or like, you know, where you send like Yum. a special like telegram, like with a saning one or whatever. And <laughs> it's like that, but someone comes and dunks on you. Yeah, that's right. Weekly Wolfies. Scott, you want to get started off today? Everybody, Who? I have got some great news. Cool. What is it? May I have all of your attention, please? Yes, yes. What's your... <laughs> What's your what's your amazing news this week? Nike's taken over the jersey game for the NBA, and they have Whoa, announced. Oh, when? I think next it's, year. Yeah, next year. Next year. I and think. they've announced they're not going to make any of those sleeve jerseys anymore. Get those sleeves out of here. Oh. Nobody liked them. You know, they they made them because they thought like fans don't buy like the, the sleeveless jerseys because we're not ripped. You know, we don't look good like basketball players. Uh, yeah. And, and so they're like, if we let these guys wear sleeves and hide their pathetic shoulders, maybe we'll sell more of these jerseys to like the fans who go to the games. It's like a they merchandising didn't. item. They did not sell well. And that like, it doesn't matter that the players didn't like them and that okay. the fans didn't like them. The thing was they were not selling well. And so they are getting rid of those jerseys. And Goodbye. I could not be happier about it. So Nike is going to... Do away with the sleeve style. It's going to be something that will live in our memories and in the history forever. And uh, when that announcement came out, Nike also said they're going to do a redesign for a few teams. And okay. uh, I saw Zach Lodes tweeted that out and said, the Mavs, please. And I said, ah. we tweeted that and said, Wolves too, please. Wolves too, yeah. Right. Those are some of the older, especially Western Overdue. Conference teams. At least the Mavs try like different alternate jerseys and stuff. We don't even try that very much. Yeah, you know, they like, like the green. There are teams like the Celtics have like eight different jerseys. Wild. And like the Cavs have like seven different kits they can wear. <laughs> and it's just like, and we have three. Can we get like four? You know, the better teams have more jerseys, right? The, like the Clippers have a lot. No, it's not the better teams. 
It's the cooler team. The cooler team. Because, I mean, the Spurs, I guess they have like three or... Yeah. They, they only have two. Three, but yeah. they have a classic design. The Bulls only have two, I guess. Actually, no, the Bulls sometimes pull out a sleeved thing. Uh, so, anyways, we all hate the sleeves. Good job for you, Nike. Uh, something I noticed this year, I'm not sure that they're going to keep it up, but uh, up where the NBA logo is, kind of high on the chest, Yeah, it's underneath uh, the first layer. So, oh. you don't see it naturally. It looks like there is no logo there. But if you see a player at a free throw with HD cameras they got, you can see like it's underneath the meshing. So, so you can see the NBA logo. It's very subtle. I, th- I like it a lot. I have noticed that. Um, yeah, appreciate it while you can because you know there's going to be ad space up in there. So right now the Timberwolves got that clean look, no patches. Hopefully no one dies and they don't have to put like a flip patch on there because it's only that or like 25 seasons. Like uh, that's how the Pacers have one fifty seasons. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, Weekly Wolfie to Nike New Jerseys. Uh, my Weekly Wolfie this week goes to NBA Jam 2K. Minnesota's got the lead! <laughs> That's an NBA Jam. I NBA think. Jam 2K17. No, Ooh. I did not misspeak. NBA Jam 2K17. That's not two games rolled into one. That is one new game that's happening. It is a SNES emulator. Did you know I was just in the UK? We were on tour in the UK. It turns out overseas, they don't say SNES, they say SNES. SNES? <laughs> I was on tour I mean, with nerdcore rappers, and they were like, no, nah, they call it SNES. I've heard, here. <laughs> I've heard people in the States here call it uh, the original one, a NES. A NES, yeah, a NES. same thing. Yeah, they uh, Overseas, they, they don't say NES, they say NES or SNES. Wow. So we have a SNES emulator game. That flows with Yeah, I like it. And then in. Japan, they call it the Famicom. Fanticon, yeah. Fanticon. yeah. Um, so this is an emulator game that you can play on uh, like your laptop or whatever. Um, it is NBA Jam, like tournament edition that we remember from the SNES SNES, but with new 2016-2017 uh, rosters. They have custom attributes, so all the players have like their right skills and stuff like that. They got the faces in like where you select the screen, where you select who you're gonna play with. You can play as Carl Anthony Towns and, and I'm Andrew gonna, Wiggins. I'm gonna download it and play it this weekend. I had a kind of a pricey week. Yeah, but. Uh, it sounded like from the trailer that it has new voiceover recordings too. So they'll be like LeBron James. Yeah. You know? So uh, I mean, it's great. This is what you we know, need, guys. Man, NBA Jam had a real renaissance with that Wii version. It was so much fun. Amazing. Why didn't they keep making those? Maybe, uh, hopefully, the Snitch or the Switch. The snitch. Nintendo Snitch. Snitch gets stitches. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that you said on Twitter now you're pre-ordered. I pre-ordered. One? Oh my switch. god. Where did you one? Where did you pre-order it? Um, uh, you wouldn't believe this, but it, Nebraska. Furniture Mart. What? <laughs> wow. Sold out on Amazon. Sold out on Target. <laughs> Nebraska Furniture Mart. I was born in Nebraska. I'm, I'm on the Nintendo Switch Reddit page, and they're like, Nebraska Furniture Mart has them for pre-order. Go right now. Wow. So I jumped on it. My card got charged. I'll be surprised if a Nintendo Switch shows up at my house on, on, on March 3rd, actually. <laughs> my card got charged, so we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, but well, yes. I'm impressed. I, I definitely looked for a pre-order. Couldn't find one online. And yeah. just... Realize I'm going to have to do it old school and just punk some kid coming out of Best Buy late at night. Like, it's mine now, kid. Yeah. Your parents shouldn't let you stay out all night. Yes, but this is the emulator game. They've updated it. You can download it at hogs, H-O-G-S, with a blog.com. We'll link to that in our show notes. Um, you just download it. If you have a NES em- emulator, SNES emulator on your computer or whatever you use, um, you'll be able to play this game. You can play as Hillary Clinton. You can play as Harambe. There's lots of other fun people you can play as and stuff, including, most importantly, 
randomly just the new rosters in Wiggins the NBA. And Towns. Wiggins, Wiggins and Towns. Wiggins and Towns. Most important. That's what matters. I wonder if there's a third Wolves player. Like, you know how like, you can play as like, a third guy? Like, who's the third Wolves player? I would I say, I would Levine, say I, I probably. Don't, I don't expect there to be a third because I oh. actually think in this version that you just had the two. In the yeah. Super Nintendo version, you just, you just, you just between switched between the two. The two yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how it worked so, in that version. So. so that's kind of Wolves related, but that is uh, my Wolfie of the week. Check it out at Hogs the Blog. It's called NBA Jam 2K17, and you'll find it there. We should do a chiptune song for our next song parody (laughs) because I love those video game sounds. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, it has come to that time of the show where we have a little bit of fun, and we play a game. And we have some music from a game that we loved growing up, Banjo-Kazooie, which is a classic, everybody. Classic, classic, classic. Um, Time to play a game. Scott. You got a quickie game. It's, it's a fast game. I understand. It's yeah. a quick one. So the game tonight is... Uh, you, we've heard this a lot this year about why the Wolves have struggled. And we've heard it repeated time and time again. <laughs> so if, how many different ways, how many euphemisms can we use Okay. to say that the Wolves are just too young this year? They're just too young. And so we're gonna. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, Neil. And we're in the 30 seconds, we're going to try to say the Wolves are young. And use as many different euphemisms as we can. I'm okay, going so to start right us wrong. off. Yeah. It's just, uh, this team is starting three 21-year-olds. Uh, Scott, this team is so green. Uh, you know, they, they they have struggles at the end of the games because they haven't had the experience to know how to close them out. Scott, in this league, youth doesn't win. This is a veteran league, you know, and when you pair these young guys together, it's such a young team, how can you expect them to beat these older people? Listen, when you get down to the end of the game, to win a game, you need vets. You can see the difference just in their body types. These are boys playing against men. They haven't grown into their muscles yet. You know, these guys used to be able to, you know, face up against high school players and college players, but now they're in the NBA. They got to battle against true men. I'll do it. That's good. It's just <laughs> a little this, long. I mean, this is. Uh, I was listening to our That's favorite, we... our favorite uh, Wolves pod, not ours, is uh, Britt and Bauer. We talk about it Brit and regularly. Brower. And um, Brower, it's with an R. I always get that Brower. right. Um, and on their show this week, he talked about how he's been writing a column for two years, and it's hard to just keep saying, wait, they're really young. They're <laughs> like going on three yeah. years. Oh, you have yeah. to like think of different ways to say, like, and also remember, these guys are teenagers, and now they're actually just 21 year olds. Yeah. You know, so it's like I, an offshoot of like the whole like maybe next year yeah yeah absolutely and it's just like it's not that we have like several 21 year olds it's that we're starting three of them yes and there are three leading scorers so like that's a little bit of break is probably what they're thinking you they're, know? they're the most important players on the team right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not it's one thing to have them on your team it's another when they they are the future uh cool all right, that's going to do it for our show this week, everybody. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you downloading our show and telling all your friends. I know what you're doing out there. You are approaching all your Wolves fans, uh, friends, and you are uh, bringing up Wolves cast to them. So we really appreciate that. I want to give a shout out. <laughs> Mario Coin Sound. I got. Who's your shout out? My shout out is to my trivia team who okay. gave me these awesome Zach Levine socks oh, I'm Scott, wearing. Scott's curly wearing like, I got these all-star cool weekend socks. One of my trivia teams that always puts the extra bonus point where you draw a basketball up by your team name and get an extra bonus point at trivia. They came and they gave me these socks. It's got it's like the, it's like the Minneapolis skyline. It's Minneapolis skyline, and over it is Zach Levine from the dunk contest doing one of his dunk contest Slamming. ducks. 
and on the back is Wiggins and Towns and their like All Star Weekend dunk contest clothes, where they're just like reacting to it. And super cool socks. I'm gonna I'm gonna hoop in them. And so thank you to Team Dat Boy or Dat Boys. They pluralize it. Dat Boys. Oh shit! It's Dat Boy. Uh-huh. So and thank you to them. Yes, thanks for the socks. That was that's a really cool gift. You want thank to come you. hang out with me at Trivia Tuesday nights at Darby, six p.m. Make uh, sure you have lots of wolf fans there, you, so come by. Make sure you head over to our website and check out the Tibbs Mullet Pin. We had some new orders this week, and uh, you guys can get them while supplies last. And if you enter in the offer code ICE I C E um, at checkout, you can get free shipping right there. They're eight dollars. Um, shipping's two dollars, so you can. You know, get it for eight if you enter in that offer code. We really appreciate it, and uh, you'd be able to support the podcast that way. This show that you love, that we put out for free every single week. If you could uh, throw us some money that way, we'll send you a pin. You know, it'll be cool. It's hard to live on this cereal alone. You know, Just live on these crunch alone. So, uh, yeah, thanks for telling uh, your friends about us, and thanks for coming back week after week and listening to us. And hey, thanks for getting to the end of this podcast. Yeah, look at you. You, you made it, it to the end. What an attention span you got. I'm so proud of you. Scott, do you have some parting words for us? I do have a little bit of parting words. It's a reminder, everybody, that we should all live our lives like Shabazz with the ball in his hands. Take every shot. So there's Zach Levine in street clothes. In case you're just tuning in, misses a game, his second consecutive game tonight with a left hip pointer. We need to get him a tailor and get a better shirt on. Come on. Look, he's got his undershirt on and ate that jacket. <laughs> <laughs>